I'm Anwar. And I'm Fairlith. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to Discast. Good afternoon, Anwar. Good afternoon, Fairlith. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm so excited about everything we have to talk about today. How are you? I'm good. I'm well. Uh, today, yes, today is going to be a very fun. Uh, it's going to be a good. It's going to be a good one. Um, so we're we're going to cover some news. We're going to do some quick news, uh, and then we're going to go into Raya, the Last Dragon, because that just came out on Friday, and mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed it. So I'm excited to talk to you about it. Me too. And then from there, then we're going to go into the main topic of today's episode, which is the remake of Dumbo, Dumbo 2019. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because I think it's good that we, it's because last week we just did, we did uh, the original Dumbo, and I think now is, is a good time to do uh, the remake so that we can do a good uh, comparison of the two. Yes, yes. absolutely. Yes. I'm so excited. Okay, cool. Disney News. Yes. Disney News. What have you got? Uh, I don't have much because I wanted to keep the new segment short so as to put more focus on Raya and Dumbo. Fantastic. Yeah. I only have one thing. Cute. Okay. Um, well, my one thing is just I am thrilled that America got its act together. They have domestic vaccinations. Um, unlike Canada, uh, we don't have any way to make our own vaccines, though we're working on it. Mm-hmm. So America is vaccinating 2 million people a day, which means... Theme parks are opening back up. Yes, things are moving real fast down there, and I'm yeah. both excited and jealous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I, I didn't think anything would be opening up this fast, and like I'm really determined to get us to Disneyland to make a video, and so this is just one little step closer to being vaccinated and on an adventure to the happiest place on Earth, which I really have been able to use for the last decade Yes, I haven't been there. Yes. So that's my news. I'm Very stoked. Exciting. It's opening up on April Fool's Day, unless something goes wrong. <laughs> Touch wood. <laughs> kind of and, interesting um, yeah. that it's that they're, they announced their date is opening on April Fool's Day. Well, that way they can always take it back. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I yeah. Guess. You're like, ha, yeah. surprise. It wasn't actually happening. And then everyone can be like mad, but then also, oh, but it was April yeah. Fool's. And it's like, I don't know. <laughs> the I pass think holders will riot. Yes. Oh, uh, they've announced the official price of the annual passes. I did not know that. Tell me yeah. more. It, they are officially $1,400, including tax. Oh, that's not bad. No. I mean, that's not great, I guess, but, like, they can charge well, whatever they want, so. Yes, but, like, I think if you break it down, like, what what is, like, a one-day pass to the park? It's, like, what, 100 bucks, 100-something bucks? It's 100-something bucks, yeah. Yeah, so let's say $100 for one day, right? Uh mm-hmm. If you go to the park 140 days, then you've made, uh, then you've basically paid, uh, you know, paid for the 14 days, 14 days. Because mm-hmm. $1,400 divided by 10. Oh my God. You're right. I'm, 14. I'm, I'm not see, great at math either. <laughs> I'm, I'm see, sorry. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm an artist. I don't, I don't do math, but you're right. Oh. 14, 14. <laughs> sorry. No, you're um, right. You're... I agree that it would amortize itself magnificently. My only question, um, and I, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to. No, 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 no. no. If I'm wrong, then correct me. <laughs> oh, 
I'm, I'm, <laughs> my cheeks are hot. Um, my question is, uh, people on Reddit were talking about whether Disneyland uh, annual pass holders are going to have to do a reservation system mm-hmm. instead of just being able to go in and wander around. So like uh, an unlimited an- annual pass at $1,400 is an incredibly good deal. But if you could only go yeah. uh, for like a few days every month, plus the AP blackout days and everything, like then it starts to be like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, I don't, I don't have a problem with it because I, I understand the bottom line of like people going in there unlimited times and not really purchasing as much. Yeah. is difficult. Yeah. Cause then it's hard for the park itself to make money. Yeah. And yeah. all the people who were there on vacation, like, I mean, this, this is a tiny tangent, so I'm going to be very short about it. But mm. one thing that has been happening a lot in the parks in the last few years is um, because there's this Disney adult culture springing up around APs is sometimes they can be a little obtrusive. And I think if you're listening and you are an AP, like you don't have to say the Haunted Mansion go- ghost host narration along with him. You don't need to do that. You don't need to scream. Just let people enjoy it and don't be a jerk. That's yeah. That's, yeah. I th- but I think that's just in general, just a like, I don't think that's necessarily something that you can kind of target towards AP holders. I think that's just a general person thing. Cause like, that's fair. Right. And I think that's, yeah, I think that's just kind of a general, perhaps a general manners thing. Like just yeah. let people enjoy the ride. Don't ruin just things to, for yeah, people. Totally. As a general yeah. manner thing, let everyone enjoy themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just in general. Just, Always remember it's someone's first time going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Fun. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, that's just sort of been on my mind lately because I've been reading a lot um, of people because people are debating about these new APs online and mm-hmm. I want to stay abreast of it. And I, I see a lot of people um, getting salty about entitlement in the parks. So just yeah, be careful about it. Anyway, that's all my news. <laughs> Someday a theme park will happen. Next news is there was a new movie and it just premiered and it's called Raya and the Last Dragon. Yes. Now. Nailed it. Perfect. Perfect transition. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. So we watched it. We lo- I loved it. Did you love it? I really loved it. I have like a couple of thoughts, but nothing that like has marred me enjoying the movie at all. I thought it was gorgeous. Yes. Uh, now, it's going to be difficult for me to objectively really kind of come at it because, of course, I am not South uh, Southeast Asian or South Asian. Uh, because of course this, uh, film took a lot of, uh, influence from South Asian culture. Uh, mm-hmm. I know, for example, a lot of the martial arts that were, that were portrayed in this movie. And actually that's an interesting thing that I realized was in watching this movie, uh, it felt very different to like a normal Disney movie. I agree with you. Right, it's, it's not a like, musical, and it's a princess movie. Too. Yeah, it's a princess movie. It's not a mu- It's a princess movie that isn't a musical. There isn't. There's no love interest. Like, well, debatable. <laughs> I mean, okay. Well, yeah. Like our 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 queer brains want everyone to just be gay. Uh, well, Kelly Marie Tran has thoughts on it too. Ah, okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, it is her belief that the character is explicitly and purposely queer coded, and she played it that way. Oh, all right. Well, then there we go. Yeah. Uh, and I'll take that. I'll take it. Sure, why not? Um, yeah, and so it felt like such a very different Disney movie that I was watching because I was watching it, and I was like, I almost forgot it was a Disney movie. 
Yeah, and, I was and like, the soundtrack is, was so badass. It was really, really nice, which I, which I'm, I'm sure was very heavily influenced by uh, Southeast Asian uh, culture and everything. Um, but yeah, just watching it was like this was like a really fun like adventure movie. Like it, there were moments of it that felt Disney in that like, uh, you know, the characters were super cute. Mm-hmm. Um, tuk-tuk exists tuk-tuk exists and you know <laughs> when you're a princess you got to have an animal sidekick right yeah <laughs> but what a useful one i love him yeah he was very useful and just like um, adorable and i love it <laughs> spoiler upcoming do you know who played tuk-tuk is it alan tudyk yeah <laughs> it is yeah i mean like <laughs> i'm not surprised no he went to <laughs> juilliard for this <laughs> but i mean hey he went to juilliard and he he, he gets uh he gets those disney paychecks and those disney paychecks pay (laughs) yeah i mean honestly if all i had to do is make cute animal noises forever after going to juilliard i think i'd be okay with it not like he hasn't done any other things oh yeah i love it (laughs) i mean i I just i just started rewatching firefly and i'm like Mm -hmm. oh yeah i forgot how much i love this show um right yeah uh but yeah so yeah and even visually like it uh i remember when we were talking about when we were talking during our uh, Fantasia episode, mm-hmm. we were talking about uh, you were talking about how um, in the the Chinese dance how the mushrooms were uh, animated with what what was it you called it a monolid? Oh yeah, that well that's what it's called. Um, yes, thank you. The, yeah, <laughs> I, I I just I've just never really heard of that term before. Oh yeah, I I, I googled it. I want to make sure I'm saying the right things. Yes, 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 and that's fair. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, and so like looking at it, uh, seeing these characters and seeing how some of them had more of the kind of Asian eye shape than others did, mm-hmm. uh, I think was really interesting. And of course, it reflects the fact that Southeast Asia is not entirely uh, with people who have that kind of eye shape, right? Like you you have to yeah. look all over, right? And so I thought that was very cool how they were expansive in uh, how they showed people. Mm-hmm. I thought was really cool. I agree. Well, also, like, Southeast Asia in, in real life is a lot of different countries, and people look different, and they speak different languages. Um, Southeast Asia is um, – comp- I just Googled it. I did not know, and I, I should know about more about geography. But it's composed mm-hmm. of 11 countries. Uh, Brunei, Burma, Cambodia, Timor-Leste. I hope I didn't mispronounce that. I have never heard of that country, which mm-hmm. makes me think I need to educate myself also. Mm-hmm. Indonesia – Oh boy, Malaysia, the Philippines, Singapore, Thailand, Vietnam, Vietnam, and Vietnam rather, and mm. Laos. Is that how you say it? Yes, L-A-O-S? Laos. Laos. Yeah. I, I've only ever seen it written. You see. Yeah. Um, and so Southeast Asia is like it's massive, and I think it's cool that they covered it by creating this kind of like Avatar: The Last Airbender like world. Hmm. Super cool. To yeah. Me. Yeah, I like it, and and I think it's it's tough when you have. Uh, when you're coming in with a movie that is meant to be depicting various cultures, like like a region, mm-hmm. right? It becomes difficult because you're like, okay, well, how do you do these regions justice, mm-hmm. right? Without being explicitly, uh... <sighs> I'm trying to figure out how to say it, but it's like, Without forgetting people, without forgetting yes. certain cultures, right? Yes. And I think what I, they, yeah. I just I, agree with you. <laughs> yeah. And I think how they did that with taking Kumandra and and separating it in the way that they did, having all the different 
kind of nations uh, around it and having those different nations vis- visibly look different. Yeah. You know, I think was really like, cool. It was cool. The people looked similar but different. Um, yeah. And I thought it was really neat. I thought yeah, it was great. Like, yeah. Different, uh, like uh, like I said before, like different eye shapes, different skin tones, uh, different physiques. You know, even even when they went to the different areas, like all the different villages looked different as well. And so I yeah, thought that was a absolutely. really cool way of doing that, right? Like, I yeah, agree. I think, and yeah. It was fascinating to me, too, that, like, we've established in these CGI princess movies that there is a very specific body type. Like, Elsa and Rapunzel are two very similar heads and two identical bodies. And, like, okay, whatever. That's the design. Like, whatever. I have thoughts about it, but irrelevant. But you look at the uh, body designs of women in this movie. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah, Mari is very muscular. Yeah, exactly. There's uh, room for all sorts of women in it. Yeah, and, Namari, uh, you're right. Namari was, yeah. yeah, was feminine and yet looked very athletic. Was very, you know, muscular. Definitely looked. She looked like a fighter. Yeah, you know, she I, looked she could like kick she'd been my training. Ass. Yeah, yeah, like she I, looked I like she'd been training. Fully believe that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was and really I, good. I really, really liked that a lot. I liked mm-hmm. that Raya was covered because her body was not like other than for fighting. Like she was just not really thinking about it in that way. No. She was busy like dressing for the environment. Like I yeah. just I thought she was so cool. I loved her. Yeah. Um just And even oh. and even when so Sisu like transforms into human. Yes, uh, she looks different too. Yeah. Just she doesn't really, look like Rapunzel. No, like she just looked really cool. Like she was kind of short. Like her clothes didn't fit properly. Yeah. Uh, it, it looked it looked like someone who'd never really understood what a human would look like yes but like i feel yeah. like it would would have been so easy for them to design an elsa like character for sisu as true like they made some serious choices there because they could have made a crazy sparkle princess dragon queen and we wouldn't have questioned it i don't think yeah because it would have just because when riot or no one right when sisu is in dragon form she's this beautiful elegant looking mm. creature right and then yeah shifts into human and just kind of <laughs> kind of looks like quite frankly <laughs> just looks like a like a like a just a derpy yeah best <laughs> friend type person sleeves. yeah so funny i loved it it was very I'm holding funny. up my flapping sleeves for anyone listening to this as a podcast i'm just flapping my sleeves but very, yeah very no fun. character design a plus yeah. all of them love yeah. them all the men all look different the women all look different i i can't I, I just think it was a huge leap forward in every way. It was great. And uh, and uh, I remember I remember mentioning to you like uh I could tell that the animation style was also v- was was different. Like I could tell yes. visibly it was different because um I think it looked it looked so clean and crisp. Mm-hmm. In it, like I'm I'm thinking back to like uh to like Frozen and Moana and while they looked good I think there's some there's something slightly different about this particular movie in how they did the animation and I can't quite put my finger on it um I I for me it's like it looked lusher it's like the rest of it you see it and you're like oh it's an idealized fairy tale castle world got it uh maybe I'm projecting but I think this just looked so much more like a National Geographic movie than just like this is the background for this princess li- princess's life, even though it's totally detailed and lush as well. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, because 
the backgrounds were stunning like stunning everything was it was a beautiful looking movie mm-hmm. um i did notice and i did point out the fact that uh, the animations were or like the the characters themselves were some of their motions were a little exaggerated. Like I did notice that sometimes when they were talking, like their mouth, the mouths would move a little more exaggerated than I think would be normal. But I, I think that, that was... a couple of times too. Yeah. And, but I think, and I think that was, uh, I think that may, I don't know if that was like an act of choice or perhaps this was just because they were trying to do something different with the animation or whatever. It like, I'm not saying it was a bad thing. It was just something that I just happened to notice. Yeah. You just noted, noted it. Yeah. It didn't really take away from the movie. It's just like, no. Oh, weird. I wonder why. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I only had, honestly, I really enjoyed it overall. I thought it was wonderful. I thought the soundtrack was wonderful. I loved especially the design of the floating city, but I loved Mm -hmm. the storytelling in, uh, just all of it, all of it, the design. My only problem with this movie, Mm. and this is, I'll try and keep it a little bit spoiler, like not spoilery, but fast forward a couple minutes. Um, I thought that it seemed to me the theme of the film was how important it is to trust despite being burned and one Mm -hmm. i think that's a bit of a weird theme and moral and two i feel like it was executed a little weirdly i Mm. and i it it seemed and i'd love to know your take on this because like i still really enjoyed the movie but i thought it was weird that it was like you should trust someone even at the like cost to yourself like it it was i'm not sure exactly what point they were trying to make i guess Mm-hmm. because when her dad trusted these people they didn't just mess up a little bit in a fixable way they basically started a genocide at yeah the to a degree yeah yeah so yeah. it's like, like i beca- don't think because of their yeah because of their greed and distrust they were like they all were part of the problem yeah, so I don't see Raya's yeah. uh, inability to trust them after she super trusted them. It's not like she always was like, don't trust. Yeah. I, I think that it was smart for her to not trust yeah. people going forward. And I think at the end, um, when the ultimate like bad thing happens between, before the final act, like, of course, mm. it'll be a bad thing. It's a, it's a movie. Yeah, um, I think that the blame was supposed to be shared for that bad thing happening doesn't make sense based on what was going on. Like Sisu asks Raya to trust her yeah, and Raya did until it seemed to me that the situation, like I think it was very forgivable that she acted. In, um, you mean in her stopping uh, Namari? N- n- yeah. From what Namari was going to do. Um, And I understand again that Sisu asked her to trust her, but it's not like it was, what was happening didn't seem very ambiguous and I think it was just forgivable for the character to act is all. Yeah. That's pretty fair. Yeah. So it's again, I, it's not exactly like I loved the movie. I just think that the message of it is a little unclear because I, I don't, I wouldn't want the message to be like, if someone hurts you, you should forgive them and trust them again. That seems like that can't be the moral. I think it needs to be that the person needs to, earn your trust back and needs to reconcile and feel and be remorseful. And I think we never see that. Right. Well, I think one could probably contest that like at the end when Raya and Namari are having their big fight after, uh, after Namari shoots Sisu. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that 
big conflict when they're having like their big sword fight and their big fight and namari basically says you know like i didn't mean for any of this to happen like and she i think at that point raya is kind of like sees that she is remorseful to a degree yeah and then sees fair. that oh hey there's other things that need my attention like my friends are potentially in danger so i have to go and help them i think totally. at that point you know i think at that point there and then when namari comes in and like assists i think that's like another feather in that in that cap kind of thing that's that's, like, I that's fair enough. i wish like i i totally agree with what you're saying i just wish there was like a one minute scene of them being like how are you going to make up for what you did and then her being like just doing this big gesture of charity and inclusion yeah. and yeah. generosity um because like i agree with you i think you're right i just think that the bridge should have been like the gap should have been bridged is all mm-hmm. it should have been bigger but, like it's it's kind of a it's it's a little concern like i i can't imagine anyone watching a movie like this with their kids and then not discussing it afterwards so it's yeah. just a matter of how you interpret it i guess i guess yeah sorry like Sorry I, if I interrupted. I didn't mean to. No, 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 no. I think I, I think I kind of interpreted it as, yeah, and that sometimes you need, you know, sometimes you are the one that needs to, as like as, Sisu says, you need to be the one that takes that first step because, if you're kind of there, if you're always there sitting in that, uh, you know, in that negative headspace in regards to that, and if neither of you are willing to budge in terms of. The forgiveness or the trust or anything then how is anything ever going to get better right yeah, but that's but, a good point but at the same time i think it's uh it, it can be difficult because you know sometimes somebody hurts you really bad and it's like i don't know if i can forgive you for this specific thing right yeah. so it's like i think i think it, it it comes down to probably like personal experience or a personal situation mm-hmm. right and i think in this particular situation, it was like the only thing that they could do in order to solve the problem that was at hand was to, you know, the, the situation was bigger than them, right? Yeah, totally, totally. And so um, they... Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And so it was like, okay, well, either either we just keep fighting and we all die or we put this fighting aside and just trust for a minute and I think, and I think Raya was was more open to doing that because at that point there were small things that Namari had done in order to already, you know, uh, try and reconcile. Like I don't think she did any. I, 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 I don't think Namari and the people of Fang did enough to mm-hmm. reconcile because objectively they are the ones that started this. They yeah. are the ones at fault. Yeah, and like. It's- and so I d- crazy. And I do like the fact that the chief of Fang had said that, like the other people of, of this, uh, the other people, of, all the other lands blame us for every, for what happened. I don't know yeah. if that was the le- I don't know if that was the chief or if that was Namari that said it. But either way, I don't there remember. there was they had they knew that they knew yeah. that the other nations blamed them, rightfully so because they are the ones that did it. Quite frankly, yeah, they did it. <laughs> it is it is objectively their fault, right? Mm-hmm. Because Namari manipulated Raya, and Raya, mm-hmm. in wanting to do good by her father because she loves her father, she she had that same vision of Kamandra. Uh, Kamandra, right? She put her faith and her trust in Namari when they were children, and then it backfired on her. Yeah, right. And that's brutal. 
Yeah, it is brutal. And so I, you're right. I can understand why Raya would be apprehensive to trust people and why Raya would tell Sisu, you can't trust people. Right. Yeah. But then at the same time, I do understand Sisu's point of, okay, well, you that can't be the case 100% of the time. You have to, at some point, be able to trust people. Otherwise, you will just forever be separate. You will forever be broken. Totally. Right? But I also think, like, Sisu, in trusting people, gets into some really bad situations. And that oh, 100%. Fixed by Raya saving her. So, like, I agree. And I think it's complex. And I think it's good that it leads to discussion. Um, yeah, I agree. For sure. But 100%. yeah, maybe it's also good that like the moral of the movie isn't like totally clean cut. I think it's good for us to use our brains, but it's also unusual, I think, for a Disney movie. Yeah. 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 But I think Trusting that's why I like it. It's complicated. Yeah. No, you're right. I'm I need to watch it again. I, I really want to watch it in IMAX. I'm so sad. Oh, it must be beautiful in IMAX. Right. All this be- beauty like in this movie. And you can see how detailed it is, but you can't quite see how detailed it is because you can't go see it in a theater. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> but, you know, what do you do? None of the theaters in, in BC are open right now, right? They're not. I know none of them in the Lower Mainland are. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Maybe That's one fine. day they'll re-release it in IMAX for us knowing... Who knows? People will pay for it. Maybe. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> but, um, uh, okay. Yeah. Really enjoyed so, it. Loved the colors. Loved yes. the music. Loved yeah. the discussion we just had. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed acting. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The it. voice acting loved was it. great. Fucking mm-hmm. Kelly Marie Tran was great. Aquafina was great. Everyone was great. Whoever did the voice of Boone was hilarious. Oh, Very my God. Good. Yeah. I loved Boone. Yeah. Um, I also did a little research about these dragons. Ooh. Um, so I thought I'd share it with you. <laughs> Yeah, no, because I, I was curious because I, I was curious to know whether or not they were all water dragons. They are because they're a different kind of dragon than the normal kind of dragon. So hmm. um, in Thailand and Java, the Naga is the kind of dragon this is. They are, um, they're, they're, that's why they're water. Mm-hmm. Um, that Because the traditional dragon would be a luck that brings you money. And they just thought that wasn't the message they were wanting to send with this. Fair. Um so, yeah, they specifically chose water dragons so that the story wouldn't be about material wealth. And there you go. Oh, that's good. I like that. Yep. That's fair. Yeah. And I love that the Naga are specifically dragons from Thailand and Java. Like, I just think that's so cool. Mm-hmm. I love that. Taken directly I, from that culture. Yeah. I love that I learned this. I, I really went through a dragon phase when I was a kid mm-hmm. and um, did projects on them and stuff. And just that's I'm, I'm rediscovering. Cool. I know. So I'm, I'm, I'm loving to discover this. So. Yeah, dragons are badass. Never was absolutely. Check out um, Nagas. Yes, on Google. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So that was Raya. We loved it. Worth the watch. I'm happy I paid for it. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I I would have been sad to have waited for it. Yeah. Okay. Now let's move on to Dumbo. Oh. Okay. So okay, would you like to start? Because I just sure. I basically just talked for a bunch about Raya. Okay, cool. Well, um, I took notes as I was watching it um, with my thoughts on the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, it's two hours long compared to the one hour and three minute runtime uh-huh. of the original. Literally twice the length. Yeah. And uh, they they did away with the crow problem by getting rid of all of Dumbo's little talking animal helper friends. None of yes. the animals can talk. Yes. This is, entire, this is entirely with like a human cast. Yes. Effectively. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a good way to solve it. All of the animals mm-hmm. were CGI, including snakes. Awesome. Good. 
I'm so glad. Um, yeah, I uh, the, some of it felt a little forced to me dialogue-wise and thematically, like uh, this girl wanting to be a scientist and, and stuff. Yeah. It's like, that. You, why are you yelling at Danny DeVito about it? He can't make you a scientist. Yeah. Like, and I mean, eventually, yes, she gets to explore her science, but it's it's very funny that, like, the circus man offers her a job. She's like, no, I want a science job or no job. He's like, I got circus jobs. She's like, no. I'm like, all right. Yeah. So I thought, I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> Yeah, I felt like it was kind of interesting that they were trying to drive home that message of like, of like, yeah, like, uh, little girls can be ambitious and want to go into STEM and all this other stuff. And it's like, okay, yeah. But (laughs) now at this point, it just kind of feels like you're really trying to drill that in our head. Like, yeah, it's kind of like, it's like, we get it. We get it. She's smart. Like, it's awesome that she's smart. We love that she, you know, uh, is into science and invention and all this other stuff. That's great. We love that as a character, especially for a girl. We love that. But then at some point it's like, okay, well halfway through the movie, you're like, okay, I get it. Mm -hmm. She's a scientist. We get it. Okay. You've already, you've already driven that message. Like it becomes very annoying at that point. Exactly. I thought, I thought it was, they could have explored a little more about her connection with her mother. Cause like, maybe that's why she doesn't want to be in the circus. I, yeah. Like maybe her mom was super sciencey. Well, her mom was in the horse act with Colin Farrell. Yeah. No, I just mean like maybe you know? like yeah, on the exactly. side she was super science, right? Exactly. It did seem a little shoehorned. It didn't it, – it was it was very strange. I, yeah. I um, uh, <laughs> uh, what else have I got? I, I also did not buy that the ringmaster would initially reject Dumbo for his ears. Like, the, I wrote down the line. He said, I got real freaks in the freak show. I don't need one in the center ring. I'm like, yeah, you do. You were in a circus. What are you talking <laughs> about? Yeah. I kind of um, I, I see what you mean. Yeah. Cause like having the only weird elephant in the world. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, you're right. Exactly that point. The fact that, like, why can't you, like, why you have all these normal elephants and you have all these sideshows. Yeah. Why would you turn away this thing that's a real sideshow like because like yeah. you know your strongman isn't really a strongman your mermaid isn't really a mermaid the magician yeah. sure is a magician but yeah you have this thing that's real yeah why wouldn't you bank on that yeah that doesn't so make that's sense the, that's the thing it's like i really enjoyed watching the movie but i i that's that's sort of where i'm like you're you're establishing the conflicts and stuff in ways that you know we have to buy it yeah because we choose to buy it not because it makes a ton of sense yeah um, uh, let's see. Do you have anything else? I have. Oh, I'm sure you have things. more. Yeah. Is, <laughs> well, I just, I, um, I just want I just want you to you know give your thoughts and everything before I before I give mine. I don't have that many. That's that's the main thing. I uh, I, I thought the couple of fat jokes about the mermaid. I'm like, okay, yeah, like fat jokes are the last frontier of you being able yeah. to be hateful and offensive. Okay, like whatever. Like it's not that big of a deal. It's just like, are you not a better writer than that? Yeah, it's a little like, oh, you went, you went the the obvious route yeah okay are you are you not a better writer than that i'm sorry yeah. to hear it glad you got that giant contract <laughs> um uh i i i don't know I, i'm wondering your thoughts on this because i felt very teary watching the relationship with dumbo and his mother in the original one mm-hmm. but while i was definitely rooting for dumbo and he was cuter than i thought he might be in the cgi version i did not feel as many tears what do you think I think I agree. I think I agree. Yeah, because like it's sad when he gets pulled away, and like there are moments when like he like 
like there's that one moment when they hear the car come into the circus grounds and he thinks it's his mom mm-hmm. and it turns out not to be and it's kind of sad it's like oh yeah um, it's more like oh yeah but yeah, i think I... yeah because like for a while for like a good portion of like the second act the mom isn't there for you to for you to really latch onto that emotional impact yeah like they do they do the baby mind thing which i think was which i thought i actually i enjoyed how they did baby mine how they made yeah, it like a little, i liked that like i thought the cover was nice like a little campfire song yeah and you know dumbo goes up to his mom and all this other stuff i did think it was super convenient that his mom happened to be purchased by the same circus guy yeah, I, I don't know I, why they couldn't have just kept her. Like it would have been worse to use her to control him. Like if we're gonna have Michael Keaton be a villain, I I agree with you. It didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, because like I was watching it, and then like they they went to that weird like island of uh, cre of animals or whatever. I Nightmare can't remember. Island. Thank you, Nightmare Island. And they panned over to the elephant. The elephant like blew its its trunk and then dumbo kind of recognized it and i i immediately clocked it i was like oh that's his mom and then i thought again i was like oh that's super convenient convenient yeah i was like oh okay totally i agree well i mean the whole plot after they get to dreamland and i love dreamland visually i have no problem with it visually i could watch it all day but like michael keaton's motivations don't make a lot of sense to me um, so basically, uh, Michael Keaton wants the flying elephant, doesn't mm-hmm. like, but he doesn't give him any time to practice because he wants his aerialist to ride Dumbo's back because mm-hmm. a, a flying elephant isn't impressive enough on its own. But like, why couldn't you have let them practice enough to get the girl on his back? Like, I know you need money and all, but like, it just, it seems like there would have been no conflict if Michael Keaton had given them a month. No one was arguing with him. No one had a problem with the orders he gave. No one had a problem with the salaries mm-hmm. he was paying. He was just rushing them. Mm-hmm. And then, like, his own hubris destroyed him in the end. But, mm-hmm. it like, when he goes into the electrical tower and everyone's like, hey, you can't flip the switches because you'll overload the system. He's like, nothing's impossible. And then he flips all the switches and everything catches fire. But mm-hmm. it's like, I don't understand why he, like... I understand being in a rage and doing things that might not totally make sense, but it was uh, all of his, the stuff he did. I was just like, you'll get your own way if you don't do things this way. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, I, I do kind of agree. I think, I think part of this was like a weird kind of, uh, like I even wrote it down. I, I think this is like a weird part of this whole dreamland thing. I think is supposed to be a comment on capitalism. Yeah, totally. Right. And it's like, okay. Uh, and I, and I feel like perhaps maybe dreamland was supposed to be in a, a darker side to almost, almost to Disneyland a little bit. Oh. Cause like when I was watching it, I kind of felt like, Oh, maybe this is like, it, it, for some reason it just clicked in my head. I was like, Oh, maybe this is a weird allusion to Disneyland. That's really interesting. Right? And like how all the different areas existed and all this other stuff. And I don't know, maybe yeah. because we know we know that Tim Burton used to work for Disney yes. back in the late 80s. Yeah. And I mean, like he's worked for Disney since. So I don't know if this is exactly him trying to be like Walt was a bad person. But I mean, I mean right? he also if, if it was in a purposeful illusion, like it could have been a nose thumb at Bob Iger, right? Like it doesn't yeah. have to be. Yeah, that, yeah, there, that too. 
there i think there very easily could be something to that like tim burton has a bone to pick idea i like i will never know but like that's Mm -hmm. really interesting yeah and uh yeah but i think just a lot of it had to do with just like how because 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 he has because um uh michael keaton's character had such a desire for that for the money that the banker was supposed to give him uh his head was all about his his eyes were all dollar signs at that point right which is which is basically capitalism and so he's rushing something in order for that in order for the dollar whether or not it's good or not feels very capitalist to me i mean i agree i just think when things start catching on fire and you don't stop like buddy oh yeah no at that point (laughs) at that point it's like okay well now you're just now you're just an idiot yeah now you're just an idiot and like that's the thing i really enjoyed michael keaton's performance like i thought brilliant wonderful oh oh my god yeah i mean i like michael keaton I, i think he's great uh, that I thought cast it w- is just amazing. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Uh, so, thinking about some of the differences between the two movies, aside from the fact that that this one is literally twice as long, yeah. Um, <laughs> some of the interesting uh, things that I thought were different, aside from the fact that they have uh, that they had human characters as opposed to strictly animal characters, um, the kids all refer to him as Baby Jumbo. Until not the whole time. Not oh, the yeah. whole time. Until, okay. uh, until uh, Baby Jumbo first comes out in the little cart, right? At, when he's yeah. like featured as like the baby elephant, then like you got the thing, and then you had like the little accent on the thing, and then his sign ter- changes. It becomes like uh, ear ear baby Dumbo or something like that. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. Uh, and then yeah, and then everyone starts calling him Dumbo, and then from there. And so, but I thought it was interesting that the kids still were trying to continue to call him Jumbo. Even after he was called. Uh... They did. But then they started calling him Dumbo because I noted that as well. Mm-hmm. I thought it was strange. I thought it would be cool if the kids like insisted that it, that wasn't his name throughout the film. Yeah. But, I think um... I think perhaps that was just because of the fact that they wanted to continue with the fact that this movie is about is called Dumbo kind of thing. Yeah, totally. I agree yeah. with you. It, it just also was a, a little thing I clocked is like this needs to be for the movie, but doesn't make a lot of sense if it was real. Yeah. I do like how they were how they made how they were trying to make allusions to the animated for, version. Yeah. Like for example, uh, Casey Jr. Their train looks yes the spitting image looks the spitting so image cute. of the cartoon version. It's great. I loved it. Seeing the circus train at the beginning really made me feel like I was going to enjoy the movie, and it, mm-hmm. it was really great. And the the song, the Casey Jr. song happening while it played just like oh, mm-hmm. i love the casey yeah song. there were definitely it. like yeah like when they were trying to allude to the original i think they did a really good job of that because uh, yeah because like you get for example when uh when mrs jumbo is on the evening of giving birth you mm-hmm. see a bunch of storks flying away yeah right and i thought that really was very nice. clever mm-hmm. i thought that was really really good because we all know of course that dumbo in the original was was uh was brought to her by a stork and so yeah. we all kind of know right so i thought that was a really good way of saying that's when dumbo was going to be born yeah yeah totally agree with you yeah. what did you think of the pink elephant sequence Anwar? Oh, i thought that was great i thought it was beautiful. i thought visually it was a really really cool way to do that yeah yeah i th- the only thing i thought was interesting was that he seemed to really like the pink elephants he wasn't scared of them no, but I, I don't think well because we don't really get a whole lot of of reaction from Dumbo even in the original to the pink elephant sequence because I, I think the pink elephant true. sequence is entirely just in his head as a weird kind of dream hallucination type yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so but yeah, I, I think it was a really cool way to 
maintain that sequence because that sequence is so well known. Yeah. The song is well known. I think it was a really smart way of bringing that sequence into this remake. Or into the, I, yeah. I thought it was gorgeous too. Mm-hmm. I um, my it was just like I was excited to see the pink elephants in the trailer, and it's like mm-hmm. you knew that we thought it was going to be pink elephants on parade. You tricked us, but of like course. also I don't care. <laughs> like, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, there's a moment when um, they're trying to celebrate Dumbo, and somebody brings like brings like a bottle of champagne. They're like, like champagne for Dumbo, and then ring <laughs> like, the ring is like no booze near the baby. I and I thought that, that was really funny. Was so like, funny. oh, that's clever. That, that I yeah. thought that was really I thought that was really smart. Yeah. Uh, I also one... loved the line reading on champagne for Dumbo. Yes. <laughs> like, it was so funny. He was so he was all excited. He was going to share a glass. It was very funny. Uh, one thing I think that was a missed opportunity mm-hmm. was the fact that so their dad comes back from the front. He's back from the war. He's an amputee. He lost his arm. Uh, I think something that they, I think an opportunity they missed was because they make a point of the ringmaster bringing him a fake arm, right? So that he can look normal. And the, and the dad is like, oh, you want me to do this? So I don't scare anybody. Right. It visibly, it looks like it offends him to a degree. Yeah. I think the thing that they missed was the dad fully empathizing with Dumbo in his yes. quote unquote disfigurement. Good right? point. And because when I saw that, I was like, oh, there's going to, they're going to be, they're going to make a connection because the dad is going to feel empathetic to Dumbo because Dumbo's got these big ears. He can't, like, yeah. he can't control how he looks. Neither People can the dad. You, like, yeah, totally. Right. Why couldn't the dad have had a little meeting with Dumbo and the kids, like, because when the kids came to visit Dumbo in the middle of the night, what if their dad was already there and we could see like one minute of a little bit of him talking to the elephant and it wouldn't have been even a ton more screen time i totally agree with you yeah and if anything it would have probably even given us some more character development for the dad because like it was weird he had a lot going on but not that much character development yeah like strange like i wanted to empathize with him because it's like okay here's a guy who just came back from the war he's lost his arm his wife Mm -hmm. is dead He's Danny trying. Danny DeVito sold his horses. Danny, Danny DeVito sold his horses. He can't go back to what he knows. Like all this mm-hmm. shit is happening to him, on top of the fact that he feels like people look at him weird because he doesn't because he's missing an arm. Yeah, and he's right? a single dad, so he can't talk to his kid. Like he can't exactly. talk about his pain to his kids. Yeah, not to mention he's probably like I mean this is just just from what we know, but he's probably gonna be suffering from you know PTSD and shell shock yes. because he was in the war yeah he has a line when his kids wake him up he's like uh he said something about um you're keeping me away from the war or something Liz. oh yeah yeah, yeah. he dreams about it yeah I forget what the line was but yeah and so i really think that they really they they built up all this stuff for the dad for us to to feel for him and to be mm-hmm. like yes this is an empathetic character we want to feel something for this dad but then it was just kind of left flat. It was like, okay. But then like the one, eventually he just kind of accepts the fact that he handles Dumbo. And then that was it. Yeah. And it's like. It's very, yeah. Oh, okay. Like he, he, he doesn't even get that much growth as a father. I agree. And right? there's this time when, when um, Mr. Vanderveer, Michael Keaton is like, well, hey, you want to be a horse rider again? He's like, yeah, I still know how to ride. I really want that. But we're like, we didn't, you just gave up immediately. You didn't even fight about it. Like, you were just like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll do the elephants, bye. And so it's hard to root for him getting his dream back. 
mm-hmm. and then it didn't even feel that triumphant like when he finally got at the horse on the horse at the end i'm like all right this will be a cathartic moment for him this is where he's meant to be but like there was no moment of like i'm so happy to be back on the horse which is what i do best so and, funny yeah and not to mention the fact that at the end he has a cybernetic arm yeah that was it looked cool though it looked cool but i think it would have been better if he didn't I agree with you. I think it would have been better if he had just... And again, this goes back to him empathizing with Dumbo and his... uh, I don't want to call it a handicap because it's not a handicap, but you know what I mean. Yeah, well, I mean, it still does make his life challenging and he learns how to use it. But but like, because at that point, like Dumbo took the thing that made him different, accepted it, and flourished from it, which is is the lesson that we learned from the old one, right? Yes. But this dad... It, he even even at even at the point where like the the aerialist uh like i remember at one point like I, I don't know if she like pulls his arm off or his arm falls off or something and then he looks at her like thinking that she's gonna react in a certain way i think but then she yeah. doesn't and it's like oh mm-hmm. well that's good that's you know cool it's yeah. good that she doesn't care that you're missing an arm or whatever why not make that more of a thing but i it just bugged me that they gave him an arm at the end because it's like okay so like all of this shit that he went through and all of this, like, like, I don't know, just the way I think they just poorly wrote the dad. I think the dad I was think just written right. poorly. Because I, I think I ways. think you're right that the dad was meant to be analogous to Dumbo. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's just, as you say, it's a missed opportunity in poor writing. And that's too bad. It is too bad because I think it would have given so much more depth to this movie because ultimately it was just about... It was basically just about this guy who want who wanted to make a bunch of money on the on on Dumbo, and then his own hubris was is what led to his like ultimately led to his uh, destruction and downfall. Well, and here's the question then: Who's the protagonist of the movie? That's a very good question because I don't think it's Dumbo. I don't think it's Dumbo either. I think because, it's it, like. He learns something, but it's not really about his journey. No, he's exactly. just kind of there. He's just kind of yeah. present. He 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 becomes he ultimately becomes just this tool uh, for everybody else around him to interact. Yeah, he's like the MacGuffin of the plot. Kind of, yeah. And then eventually, yeah. he's like saved by everyone else. His mom and him and his mom go uh, somehow make it back to Africa. I don't fucking know India. how. Um, and like, I feel like to a certain extent. Uh, like it almost becomes like this weird version of a white savior movie yeah it's very strange yeah um and i think that's what it is it's like i enjoyed watching it visually beautiful but Mm -hmm. it is it doesn't conform to storytelling rules so i i found it dissatisfying yeah i think that's that's what it was too it's like ultimately i was just very dissatisfied with it yeah right like well it's like all that depth that you're talking about it's available to the writer you know what i it's mean it's there like, they just didn't a, use it yeah it's <laughs> so strange like well how did you make a two-hour movie it's like they never had to go off with michael keaton at all and they could have developed the characters yeah you didn't need the sequence with dreamland at all if you were gonna have a movie then that had no protagonist and i'm not saying i don't like watching it. it's just strange choices yeah because like the second he comes into the to the circus strikes that deal with the ringmaster i'm like i know this is gonna be the bad guy of the movie yeah, well, right? clearly. Look because, at like, like, you look like him. Like, you're a big <laughs> businessman. We already don't trust you because you're a big businessman. Everything you say is definitely evil. Everything you say is 100% a lie. You are absolutely yeah. only here for Dumbo. 
Yep. Right? Because they, they even built it that way. Remember when they after after Dumbo first flies, which happens 40 minutes into the movie, which I, I thought was know, very I interesting. Was, I was shocked. I was like, this is happening now? Yep. It's so fast. It's like um, they put two short movies together. Yeah, because like you can tell when they basically had they you can tell when they were done with the original movie. Mm-hmm. Because the first, like the first half of the movie, is basically the original Dumbo. Yeah, exactly. And then the second half is like, okay, so we've gotten that out of the way. Now let's do <clears throat> this original story. Yeah. It's like it's, cool. It's Babe too. It's Babe in New York, Pig in the City. You know. Yeah, like, and it's like the yeah. the second half of that movie, the the second hour is an entirely different film that is basically just about a capitalist trying to bank on this thing that's this special thing that he has that eventually goes wrong. Yeah, and. It's predictable. Yeah, and and just weird. You si- sideline Danny DeVito, who's been one of the main characters the whole movie. And yeah. Done. It's just weird. And why? Yeah. Like, that's all it is. It's just weird. And it got mixed reviews because it's weird. I don't know. I mean, like. And, uh, fuck. Oh, sorry. That was a really big F-bomb. Sorry. That's fine. <laughs> just it's just It's all right. It's all good. But, like, yeah, I don't know. It's just. I think it's it's hard to say which one I like better. I think ultimately. I think I might like the original better. I like the original better too. And like, what a shame that the story, like we can't enjoy the story on the level that we wish we could. Like, yeah. So frustrating. And I mean, this is the problem with corporatizing art. It's Uh. like, I'm sure it's not Tim Burton's fault or any one individual's fault that that story is told poorly. I'm sure it is the responsibility of dozens of people who have degrees in business, not, not, fine arts yeah i tend to just blame studio people because they're usually the ones to blame uh i think i would have liked it more if the dad and dumbo had a bigger connection yeah because the dad was he you could have plucked him out of the movie and it would have been the same it was useless he was like if i think it it could have been interesting and i mean i'm i'm sick of disney having dead parents as a motivator but okay if he didn't come back from the war and the kids were stuck without their parents with this weird circus family and had nowhere that they fit and she didn't want to be a circus performer and then found that she wanted to be an animal trainer and then an animal activist, I would have yeah. enjoyed that. Um, yeah, I think, story. yeah, because like in in watching it, I was like, her connection to Dumbo was so strong. She's got to be going into animal husbandry. Yeah. Like. No? There's nothing wrong with wanting to be a scientist, but, like, why not study animals? That's an, Yeah, why don't decide that animal science is... Like, it's just yeah. the character doesn't make sense. But the journeys it, but don't make doesn't. sense. But then doesn't. Yeah. And, I mean, in real life, of course, that might be how your life goes, but that's not... That doesn't conform to storytelling rules, and storytelling rules are that way f- so people can understand the story, not beca- mm-hmm. not for rigidity. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's very odd. Yeah. Very it, odd. It ultimately just left me unsatisfied and disappointed because again there were so many opportunities so many great things they could have done that they just were like nope we're not gonna yeah. do that and it's like so, so okay but what mm-hmm. okay yeah um well here's the here's the big question then who would you recommend this movie to oh i don't know it's difficult <laughs> honestly like i uh it's a two-hour commitment it is a two-hour commitment i don't know i mean like i uh... you'd be good for netflix and chill Maybe if you just want to be leave like, in the middle, I guess. But then if you're going to leave in the middle, you might as well just watch the original Dumbo. Well, yeah. <laughs> if you're totally obsessed with the original Dumbo, I'd watch this one. 
if you want to watch Dumbo, but you've watched the original Dumbo like 20 times, watch this one. If you love circus aesthetic and don't care about the story as much, you will enjoy this movie a lot. Okay, yeah. That's nice, yeah. Yeah. Um, It's got some cool uh, dance sequences and stuff. And, like, if that's your kind of thing, throwing on some bright colors and circusy kind of musical theater things in the background, for example, like, great viewing for that. I know, I guess we're not selling it very well, but... It's beautiful. I mean, it's not our fault. It's not our fault. No, it's, that's it's true. It's a poorly written movie. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Um, but yeah, it's 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 worth it's w- worth looking at if you love design. Yeah, I mean, because again, you're right. Visually, it's a really really nice movie. The yeah. character the the character designs are nice. The sets are pretty. Dreamland costumes. is Dreamland is great. The costumes are great, yeah. especially with the aerialists. Like the aerialists' costumes are really pretty. Yes, Dreamland, as you say, is gorgeous. I yeah. love that kind of thing. Anything amusement park. Mm-hmm. A plus. If you have a daughter who is into STEM, maybe. or into being a vet, or into being a vet, mm-hmm. if if you if you know if you have a daughter who wants to be more than what society immediately dictate, dictates her to be, show her this film, I guess. Yeah. And on that note, the little brother she had didn't really do very. Oh, much. again, he was entirely useless. <laughs> furniture brother. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I agree with you. It's just a, a one big missed opportunity that I'm glad I got to see and probably won't watch again. I'm not going to watch this again. But I probably will watch the original Dumbo again. Mm-hmm. But maybe not with my kids. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, mm, well. Mm. I mean, I don't have kids now, but I, I often think about this in the future. Like, which Disney movies do I want to show them? Yeah. Um, what do I want to explain? Um, what should they have to reckon with at what time and i mean that there's no right answer to that no because like, well because i think it's yeah. difficult because with the original dumbo you have to wrestle with the fact that you know there are some very harsh racial things in it and yeah. i think i think the important thing would be to discuss that and be like hey so this is this 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 happened in a time when this is acceptable it is no longer acceptable and this is why um this exists we can't fight the fact that it exists, so, yeah. you know. And you can love this character, but, like... Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Love the character. Love the character. It, yeah. It shouldn't have been that you also had to contend with things that were wrong in the face of loving, like, a little baby elephant who's different. Yeah. yeah. And I think the big thing with this, with the remake, is the fact that it's hard to love Dumbo, right? Because it's like, as much as I want to love this, and I, as much as I want to love and empathize with this baby elephant... As soon as he effectively becomes a celebrity and the, you know, the tool for Mr. Vanderveer's uh, capitalist gains, it's like, it just becomes that, he just becomes like a, a tool yeah. more than a character. I agree. Right? I also always think that 2D animation allows animal characters to be much more expressive 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 <laughs> i think and yeah i yeah i would say i would say that to a degree yeah, yeah sure i think dumbo 2019 is pretty expressive but he can't touch 2d 1940 dumbo for expression he no. just can't it's not possible and it, it doesn't mean the cgi animation isn't good no. it just means when you slap human eyes on the front of an elephant i can understand why he's <laughs> feeling better is all yeah i mean like it's no it's no lion king remake for sure I have not seen the Lion King remake. And oh, I, I have I have opinions about that yeah. movie. Oh, I do. 
Oh, I do. I'm sure. It's one of those things. I'm like, they're like, it's the live action. I'm like, there's no live action. It's just an animated. It's just another animated. Yeah, movie. exactly. It's like you can't say this movie is live action because all of these animals and all of the backgrounds are CGI. Yeah. This isn't live action. Don't call it exactly. that. Exactly. It <laughs> might have been cool if they'd filmed real African, like filmed the background of the mm-hmm. whole movie. I would have been very interested to see that actually. Yeah. But, nah. No. <laughs> anyway, we'll get to that when we're talking about the Renaissance. And the Renaissance is, you know, that's our period. That's that's where our hearts, at least that's where my heart lies. Mine too. You know, so we'll get to it. Little Mermaid was the first one I got obsessed with. I watched it on a loop. My poor Little family. Mer- Little Mermaid is great it's great uh yeah so that's about it like that's about all i really have to say about dumbo 2019 me too too. there's not a a lot going on right now if you want to watch a disney movie this week watch raya it's worth paying for yes much better yeah if you're gonna watch it yeah do that watch it on that that high deafest tv you got yes because it's so pretty so pretty this was a really awesome chat though anwar i really enjoyed talking to you today Yes, I'm very glad to have had this chat as well. Thank you so much for joining me. <laughs> of course. I didn't even look. What's Is Bambi next? Bambi is next. Okay. Well, yeah. take some Valium and watch Bambi. Yep. God. Yep. <laughs> oh, I first saw it when I was like three years old. I yeah. Know. I, I Yeah. I, re-wa- I rewatched it recently and I was actually surprised at how, uh, how much more there is to that movie. Than simply, than simply just the fact that Bambi's mom dies. There's a lot more than that. My, um, I don't, I think you probably know this about me. This is mm-hmm. very personal, but um, when my, when I was very, very little, um, my dad died when I was four. Mm. And he died of pancreatic cancer and like a bunch of other things. He was taking mm. 30 pills a day. Mm. So they, my, my parents started showing me movies that showed death that were appropriate for me to watch. And I mean, all dogs go to heaven being appropriate is something that is the topic of another podcast. (laughs) And um, so there's a lot for me to unpack with Bambi because I haven't seen it since my dad died actually. And it was one of those Ah. movies that used to prepare me. And I think I'm going to be okay, but I'm going to be very interested in watching it again. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, there we go. So that'll be next week. So join (laughs) us next week when you want (laughs) <laughs> so join us next week if you want to hear us talk about you know animal trauma. death and trauma <laughs> <laughs> and cute deers and bunnies and skunks. and cute deers and bunnies yes and skunks all oh, flower flower Hello, flower yeah we'll so get cute. us through all right yeah. well thanks anwar thank you see y'all next week bye see y'all next week bye.